Hey, welcome back to another interview. I got a special guest today, my buddy Nate Salmon from Charlotte, North Carolina, absolutely blowing up on the final expense life insurance side of the world. Nate, welcome to the channel, buddy. Appreciate you being on. What's up, Cody? Appreciate you having me here. Yeah, man. Thank you. So, so we've got to know each other um, a lot more recently. You've been in insurance for three years. You've been in final expense for almost coming up on two years. And you've had a ton of success, man. I would love for those that don't know you, um, I would love for you to share your story a little bit. I'll also add, before you do, that those watching and listening, um, when you watch this, um, he's also going to be dropping a little training video um, on how to correctly review active policies to help you find more money. Um, and so we'll link that description below. You can check that out at your convenience. But I want to mention that. So at any point you like Nate's story, you're learning about more about him, et cetera, et cetera. And you just have questions. You could also um, jump in the description and learn more. So, dude, for those that don't know you, man, you've, you've had some incredible success in a short amount of time. I would love for you to share a little bit of your story. Yeah. So um, actually started off my sales career in the automotive industry. Um, never had a sales job ever before in my entire life. It was kind of a leap of faith, 100% commission job. And one of my good friends just said, Nate, I think you'd do well here. And so I uh, just took a leap of faith. Uh, my first year in sales, I made $100,000, which was crazy to me because my previous career, I was making about 35000 So life financially changed really quickly for me. Um, during that time, I progressed and got into finance. And then five years later, left as a finance director um, at a Lexus dealership. And um, I think for most people looking at like an Instagram or Facebook page, social media style, they would say, Nate's living like the perfect life. Um, yeah. He's taking vacations, he's buying houses, he's buying cars, uh, that typical car guy lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. Um, however, the things that they didn't see was not a lot of time with the family. You know, anyone who's been in the automotive industry knows that you're a slave to <laughs> the workspace, you know, yeah. five, six days a week. And the days that you do have off, you're coming in to clean up deals from, from the previous days. So, mm -hmm started to kind of get a little unhappy in that space just with how much time I was working. You know, I've got a wife and two little girls and, awesome. you know, that time with them is really important. So besides time, I really didn't also like the fact that I was tapped out. You know, I think in the corporate America world, you can only climb the ladder, which has been provided to you. and know you can go to the next rung until someone else has moved up themselves. So I've never been the type to kind of kiss butt. And I've just kind of been the type of say, Hey, Give me this milestone number wise, I'll hit it to hit the next mm. level. So promotions through politics versus production has always been something that I've kind of uh, not liked. But ultimately, I started looking at different opportunities and insurance had presented itself multiple times. And I, I'm ashamed to say that I was that guy who was really skeptic, skeptical of the information yep. being passed on from other agents and brokers. And it just hit too many boxes it was like, man, so you can have your own schedule. You can own your own book of business. You can make as much or a little money as you want. Um, you can earn passive income and you can build an agency and have a business. Mm. I was just like, yeah, I don't believe it. I think other people would be doing it. And so it took me almost like six months to really start listening. I felt like I was that person that, I don't know if you've seen the meme where the guy's praying, he's in the ocean and he's praying to God, please save me. And he sends a boat by and and, and the guy goes, oh, don't worry, I'm good. God's going to come and save me. Sends the second one. No, I'm good. And then the third one, he, he dies. And he's like, why did she save me? He's like, didn't you see the two boats that I saved? <laughs> right? 
And so I was like, maybe I'm being skeptical because people keep talking to me about insurance. So, you know, after doing more research and talking to more people, the stories kept adding up and they kept matching. Mm -hmm. And eventually I I took a leap of faith. I, I left a job that I was at, you know, for five years, making multiple six figures benefits, you know, to a space that I had no idea what it was. So it was extremely scary. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's amazing though. I mean, you have a lot, you have to have a lot of confidence in yourself to leave something where you're making multiple six figures with benefits to go do this. But I've noticed that trend in you from what you've already shared with your story. I mean, first year in sales, hundred grand check right? That's, that's rare, extremely impressive. Um, you move up the ladder, you're eventually the finance director, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then you even said earlier, like, Hey, give me a milestone. I'll hit it. You know, um, where's that confidence come from that you've kind of had your whole career so far from what I'm noticing? You know, I think it stems from my upbringing. Mm. Um, my parents are entrepreneurs. My grandparents are entrepreneurs. And so that's, I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit. So I think that's a small part of it, but I think the bigger part has been almost like proving people wrong. Um, I did not do well in school, you know, uh, following the traditional system, go to school, get good grades, go to college. You know, um, I went to college for a semester and I was like, this is not for me. So mm-hmm. I think I've always had that chip on my shoulder from people looking down on me and saying, this guy's not going to make it you know, he's not going to be successful. And so I've kind of just taken upon myself to be like, I'll I'll prove you all wrong. So I've got actually like a, it might be petty, but I have a list. I have a list of people like when they doubted me, you know, what they said. And so that's kind of like a reminder, a why, for instance, Um, that why has kind of evolved over the years with my children and family. Now it's, I'm going to make this work because if I don't, I'm going to be stuck in that corporate America mindset and I'm not going to get the things that I want out of life, you know? So I think that's probably the biggest reasoning. Dude, it's so good, man. So good. I mean, you think about that. um, You, (laughs) you seem like someone that, you know, within ethical bounds will do whatever it takes to win, you know, and, and to succeed. And I respect the heck out of that. Um, even so far as making a list, man, I like it. Like, dude, don't da- don't doubt Nate Salmon, man. Um, where, where's the? I mean, what advice would you give to somebody out there that doesn't have the confidence you have? They didn't have the first year in sales like you had. They didn't have the success in insurance like you had. They never. They didn't believe. They, they were brought up differently because I do think upbringing does determine a lot of confidence later in life. What advice would you give to somebody that just doesn't have that yet? You know. I think the biggest thing is you have to really figure out what you want in life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure you have people that you work with and I have people that I work with that I, I want this to work more than they do. You know, you see the opportunities, you see what they can do, but they just, the self doubt is there. So one, I think you need to figure out what you want out of life and why you want them. We always say, if your why doesn't make you cry, it's really not strong enough. Mm. Um, But two, if that passion's not there and that success isn't there, I think it's really important on who you're locking arms with in, in work and in life uh, in all aspects, really. So even coming from a kid who played sports, you know, my dad always said, if you want to get faster, hang out with the guy who's faster. If you want to get stronger, hang out with the guy who's stronger. So I really try to surround myself and I tell people to surround themselves by people 
with people who are where they want to be. Because what might seem impossible to you, they've already accomplished it. And by hanging yeah. around people like that and having the mindset that they're in, it'll automatically rub off on you. Just like vice versa, hanging out with the wrong crowd and the wrong people can easily bring you down. So I would yeah. say to a new person to lock arms with someone who's, who believes in them and is willing to stand by them to help them get to where they want to go. Yeah, strong. That's strong. There's a lot of people that talk about, um, hey, hang out with four millionaires. You'll be the fifth, you know. Um, and there's a lot of people that uh, either they just don't believe that or they just haven't done it yet. You know, so that's a that's a reminder that, hey, who you hang out with matters. And it's interesting, it, it, even if it doesn't immediately rub off over time, it like you said, it does tend to like make you think a little better, bigger, um, help you expand your vision, speed up how much you can accomplish a little quicker, you know, like it's fun. It's, it's fun how that can happen. I would yeah. love for you to share what kind of numbers did you do the, your first three years of insurance and first two years of final expense so far? Sure. So my first year in insurance was a nightmare. It was mm. the classic get into something and you don't know what you don't know. Um, yep. We're ever grateful to the person who recruited me. Uh, without that person, I would not be here today and wouldn't have the lifestyle that I have. But financially speaking, it was a nightmare. I lost about $80,000 of my savings uh, within the first eight months of, of oh insurance. Um, you know, I think it's just from where I came from. I, I came from a place where I was making, again, a good living, had certain amount of bills, and went to an industry, this particular company, and, and to start, didn't believe in leads. So mm. it was war market, prospecting business to business, you know, just cultivating those relationships. And, and although that model does work, it just wasn't, didn't work for me. Um, and so I almost went back to the car business, but my, I guess, arrogance or, or stubbornness, again, talking before, I will not, you will not, you know, uh, I will not lose to this, right? Uh, yeah. Keep me going. And so from there, I, I was lucky enough to rub shoulders with a gentleman. Uh, his name's Garrett Sherrill. And um, he introduced me to final expense. And I think a lot of people, when they hear final expense who haven't experienced it, automatically they're like, no, don't want that market. Uh, charge yeah. back heaven, which is what I was told uh, initially. Mm. But talking through it with him, and I think one of the biggest things that led me to, to NASB as a whole was the transparency that Garrett showed me from the bet from, from from the very beginning, as far as showing me his actual deposits? You know, wow. he said, "Pick a date, pick a time, whenever, and I'll show you the deposits in my bank account that the money's real." Uh, and on top of that, let me introduce you to other people who are willing to show you their deposits as well, who live in your area that have not been in the business very long. So that was really appealing to me because I think a lot of people, not even in insurance, but just in sales in general, they. Yeah. Open over uh, uh over uh project their numbers i always try to tell people or when someone says hey you make this i normally take like 20 percent off the top and that's probably where they're at so the transparency yeah. was great the fact that we were able to see i was able to see growth because a lot of times you might talk to someone who's been in the business for 10 15 years and like man i make seven figures well that's great i'm not i got i'm just starting what does that look like so the progression mm -hmm. was great but my first year with NASB, I did 200,000 in deposits. Wow. Gosh, dang, dude. First year selling final expense. That's awesome. 
what did that look like? Like kind of break that down for a second. Like if I know you're going to go into your training video with the links in the description below for, for you to talk more about how, how you, how people can correctly review active policies. I think a lot of people um, struggle with, or they just don't ever review active stuff. And I think it's really important. So I love that you mentioned that you probably did a lot of that your first year too, if I had to guess, you know? Yeah. I would say in the, in the beginning, it's really, like I said before, kind of locking arms with somebody. Um, I'm not the type of guy who wants to like reinvent the wheel training yeah. as, as fast as you can. In fact, it was the same in my, in the car business, the guy who trained me, I was like, Hey, put me with the best guy on the sales floor. I don't want to learn from just Joe, Joe Schmo, put me with the best guys and I will duplicate yes. and follow. That was the same thing here. Garrett's one of the top guys in our company as far as production and things of that nature. And really when I, before I came on, I said, man, are you willing to help me? Like, are you willing to be available for me all the time? And he literally said, there won't be a single time that you won't be able to get a hold of me within 30 seconds to a minute. And that's a bold statement. To, that's to, super bold. Super bold. Um, but it was 100% true. The dude's like lost AirPods because he goes into the shower. I mean, he, he lives on the phone. Um, but <laughs> I literally swallowed my pride of knowing sales. I think a lot of people who come from sales, they think just because they come from that background, they can sell anything. The sales process is just different from different industries. So I literally rode in the car with him. I asked him a million questions. I mean, the, I'm sure the guy was sick of me after the first week because I literally called him like over a dozen times a day, asking questions, trying to get better uh, because I, I was struggling. We were, I mean, this close to going back to the car business because we mm. just need to pay bills. So literally from there, I just was, I was a good student and I worked really hard. So my first I'd say six months I was in the field from, from sunlight to sundown uh, Monday through Saturday, which a lot of people were like, well, Nate, you left the car business to spend more time with your family, but you got to put the time in. You don't deserve that yet. So I worked a lot of hours. I followed the system, uh, the, pr the proven system, right? Everyone tries to do their own thing, but I, I truly was a good student and I did exactly what I was told. And you know, it led me to, to, to where I was at the end of that year. So. Yeah. And did you, uh, were you selling face to face? Were you door knocking? Were you working leads? What, what did all that look like? So, uh, our system is, is door knocking. So we do buy leads, um, stemming from direct mail to, uh, digital and Facebook leads. Um, but majority of the time you either try to set an appointment over the phone and then you go see them. If you don't, don't get someone on the phone, you door knock them. So probably visiting between 20 and 30 doors per day um, and then driving, depending on where the leads were, right? Anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half away. Um, I like to go far away from the house also when, because I have leads that I could purchase that are 20 minutes from me, you know, mm. Charlotte, the big city, right? Um, but I found that when you are close to home and you have a really bad day, it's easy to call it a day because there's no one holding your hand or sticking you to the clock, right? Hey, you need to be here until yeah. six. You're your own boss. So by driving further away, it, it limited the temptation of leaving the field early because of bad days. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I, I like that. Uh, I mean, how many presentations did you try to give a week or like, what was your target? What were you thinking through? What were you trying to accomplish each week? So, um, my goal every week was at least 6,000 AP per week. 
Um, presentations, we generally say, hey, for every three presentations, you're going to get one sale. Um, so my goal was always to get at least one, if not two. Um, and then a big thing was if I wasn't hitting where I wanted to be at the end of the week, it was just more hours. So I didn't very often work Sunday, but if I didn't hit my goal for Monday through Saturday, in the field Sunday. Sorry. Wow. I love it. I love it. And can you help others do what you've done? Maybe they're listening. They're like, I don't know if I'm Nate, man. Like, I don't know if I got this. You know, I, I think it's a two way street. A lot of people would like to say they, they can help people, mm -hmm. but I can't help someone who's not willing to be helped, you know, who's not coachable. So if someone's willing to go meet me halfway, I can 100% help. Uh, in fact, I have, 10 agents currently right now um, working with me and six of them nice. have only dropped six figures. Um, two of them will do over 200 K this year with me. Wow. Um, I don't work with just anybody. I think time is the most valuable thing we have. And one of the things that I was taught and what we do different is that we invest a lot into our people. And I think in this industry, it's become so, I don't want to say multi-level, but it kind of has in a way where people realize that the turnover is so high in this industry that they're not going to invest all that time in someone who might not be here in a week or a month because there's a lot of upfront time, you know, with spending with an agent. And so they're like, you know, the good guys will make it, you know, uh, the Cody yeah. Askins, the Nate Salmas, the Garrett Sherrills, they're going to make it because they're winners. Right. So I'm just going to put them in and if they make it cool, I make the override. And if I don't, I don't, mm. we say here, I, I don't, earn an override because I recruited you. I earn an override because I invest in your business and I'm worth the override to you. So we spend a lot of time with people. So I, I know I can help people if they want to be helped. Uh, yeah. I love that piece, man. And, and if they, other than clicking the link and watching your training video on, on how to actually look through and find money and policies, um, how else can they get in touch with you and learn more uh, and connect with Nate Salmon? Sure. So uh, we have an Instagram page called Sales Team Six. Uh, six is a VI for numeral. Um, we post a lot of content as far as what our guys are doing. And then I also just started a testimonial page from our agents. It's called Anyone Can Do It. Anyone could do it. Sorry, C O U L D. Do it. And it just gets you just get to see some of our agents talking about their experiences with us, which has been nice. I love it, dude. That's awesome. Well, man, thank you for your time. And I appreciate you putting together the training and I appreciate you sharing some of your uh, wisdom on today's interview, man. Thank you very much to you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cody. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for you. Thank you guys for listening and watching and we will see you. Go check out Nate's training and we'll see you on the next video. See you soon.